Hello, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner. You may know me best as the diabetic who reversed her diabetes through eating a ketogenic lifestyle and then went on to help others to do the same, as well as lose 30 pounds, 20 pounds, adjust their blood sugar levels. Yeah, we did that. Well, here on the show, we are doing our best to stick our noses where they don't belong so that way we can get to the answer of why our health is so confusing and then get it cleaned up and move on. (laughs) If that is something that you are interested in, then you are in the right place as we dig deeper We pull back the layers of the onion and we get to the real reason of why, as opposed to throwing medication on it. Thank you so much for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2 and kick back, relax, and join the ride. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health center podcast. I'm Danielle. And now I need to ask you why. Why what? <laughs> I know it's a different, it's a, it's a flip in the script, right? I'm not used to not saying. Probably because, probably because the camera is not on today, so I can kind of goof off without being recorded. Honestly, I have to apologize for those of you who watch on YouTube. If you're just watching just the title page going on and on and on, it's because I've run out of recording space and I need more. (laughs) Easy enough, right? Well, thank you once again, those of you who have joined me here at Time to Take Two. And I am excited to go over a few things that maybe you didn't think of and some things you may have. Alright guys, for some chit-chat, chit-chat, well, I have been rocking out to my favorite, one of my favorite bands, Skillet, the Surviving the Game album that comes through, through um, uh, Dominion, it's called, uh, from the album Dominion, like, oh my goodness, that song is so, (laughs) it's so hardcore, and you know what, I love it because the message is so for real, and honestly, the first time I heard it, I needed it exactly then. I heard it, and I needed it exactly then. It was like, hey, I'm with you, bro. I don't know, he says bro. He's from Wisconsin, John L. Cooper from Skillet, and his wife, Corey, and the rest of the band. They're, you know, it's like super cool. I was listening to it. So I guess what I have to say is you guys need to jump on Spotify and listen to Surviving the Game by Skillet because it rocks hard. And if you are a headbanger like I am, then you can totally appreciate it. And then if you actually listen to the words, it gets deep, man. And I'm just like so proud of that. So there's the chit chat, me, not and Dupree, me and Skillet, Skillet and I, dancing in the kitchen, making dinner. Oh, yeah, here's another uh, point of interest for chit-chat. I found these awesome uh, these awesome pasta noodles, right? And they're made absolutely out of uh, 
for example, Erten Pufrichte. <laughs> You're like, what's that? How about red, uh, red lentils? That's better, right? They're made out of red lentils. And the other one is made out of Erten Pufrichte. I can't think of Erten. I think it's, I can't think of it in English. But they were so good, man. And you know what else? They are made 100% with those items. No mystery, fake gluten, no gluten, no, no, which I have no problem with this, but still no, um, uh, phasals. <laughs> oh my, Emil, what is it? The phasals, the fiber, psyllium husk powder. No psyllium husk powder. It's just exactly that. How they did it, I don't know. But my store, my local grocery store, um, Albert Heinz, they carry it. And actually, they are the distributors of it. Now, do I say that I 100% trust that they're only using those products? Well, yeah, I am. Because my family loves it, and so do I. <laughs> and that means that I don't have to spend half as much time making my own pasta. And if you ever checked on the Lucky Stove, you would see where we made our own pasta out of coconut flour and tavichlute. That was uh, supposed to be quote-unquote vital wheat gluten. But that's before I kind of understood that vital wheat gluten was just another way of saying wheat gluten. And there was kind of no, nothing vital about it. There's nothing awesome about that product. If you use gluten yourself, then fine, whatever, you know. But... The more I learned, the more I had to make choices for myself and my family. And that was one of them, to get rid of the gluten. So back to, um, if you're wondering why, you can check out any of the podcasts about, um, what was it, um, <laughs> Toxic Besties, or um, Why Are You So Sensitive? Those are two podcasts to check out. Those are great. They explain it. Um and they're mine, by the way, if you're wondering where to look. <laughs> Here on this podcast, those two episodes, Toxic Besties and Why Are You So Sensitive, are available to listen to. Um, also, the reason why I love them so much, like I said, is I don't have to prepare them myself. They're already dried. I can pick them up from the store. I can eat them. They cook in about six to ten minutes. It's fantastic. So, two updates, or two chit-chats. One uh, point of interest, and my favorite, of course, Skillet and Survive in a Game! <laughs> Don't answer this thing, oh my gosh, I just insulted everyone. And then also, my my handy kitchen hack, uh, lovely, the red lentil uh, uh, pasta, and it, it's made, they do that one in penne, yeah. The red lentils are shaped into penne, and then the erton, uh, they're like peas. <laughs> um, the erton, the erton are made uh, into the shape of fusilli. So we get two different cool shapes, and it's really exciting. And it's coming a long way. People are coming a long way with the alternative uses of foods that do not have to kill the body. Like, can I get an amen? Amen. Hi guys, would you be interested in receiving a functional medicine lab test for free 
every four months? How about every three months? How about for free? Let me tell you how. You just join the membership through IU Buy One and you can get started. The only thing you would need to do is subscribe to $79 worth of products or more and you're in. So that includes free coaching, that it includes a free app that you can jump onto, and it also, but most importantly, includes free labs. Can you please get excited about this? Because I am. I've been trying to figure out a way to make it easy for those of you who want to work with me to get labs for free, but oh my word, Equal Life, Equal.life has already done that for you. What is Equal Life? Equal Life is a company that has been created and founded by the integrative health practitioner, creator, and founder, Dr. Stephen Cabral, a doctor of naturopathy, board certified. This man has taken it upon himself to make it a way for you all to get your labs, hey, me too, for free. You just need to subscribe. You just need to be part of the subscription. $79 or more. You can get your, your daily nutritional support. You can get uh, some protocols that are necessary, some happy gut protocols if it's necessary for you. Of course, any protocols you can talk to me about if you go through my link so you can save 15% off. Or you can even get magnesium, calcium, dig into your supplements, liquid vitamin D3. Oh my word. Get excited. Free functional lab tests. Free to your home. And yes, you internationals, free back. Can you believe it? But the inter- for you internationals, that is only through January. Don't quote me on that because you may be generous and try to figure out a way to get it even further. But those of you who join in for, join in for January this month, 2022, will be receiving a hair tissue mineral analysis test. That's the big daddy test. Oh my gosh. Just get excited, folks. You have to subscribe. I will have the link down below so that way you can know how to jump in, get started, and not only will you get awesome product for $79 or however much you choose to subscribe for, but it needs to be at least $79, but you're also going to get free lab tests. Oh my word. (sighs) I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Updates. Updates. Okay. Updates. So what am I doing right now? I, for my updates, I want to talk about myself and my searching for my body type. You guys may have heard of it, ectomorph, endomorph, mesomorph, all of the morphs, mighty morph from Power Rangers. Um, <laughs> but this is different, but it's not, except it is because it they are the body body types of the doshas. Okay, so it's a dosha body type. There's Ayurvedic body typing. So with the Ayurvedic medicine, they also include, because there are eight, there are eight sections of Ayurveda, but one of them is medicine, and they include body typing. But it's amazing because the way they do body typing, it totally speaks about who you are as a person as well. It's nuts. It's like, I love it. I love it as a tool because then you can really, uh, you can really point somebody out. Like someone like they're they're okay. So you have the phenotype right, and then you have your genotype. 
So what genotype is what you're born with? Those are your genes, genotype. And then you have the phenotype. That's the external things, external factors that happen upon you. Like, you know, like when we talk about that one term all the time, oh my word, what is it? I can't think of it right now. It's okay. It'll come back to me when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> but the genotype and the phenotype. And so you have those and they are working for you, which is fantastic. But what's happening is the genotype is exactly how you're born. Those things cannot change like body, um, like bone structure, for example, right? Uh, those don't change because you ate a happy meal. <laughs> now you may cause lay some pressure on it with that happy meal if you keep on going with it. But in, in terms of change, genotype doesn't change. Phenotype based on your exterior, your exterior surroundings, they can be changed. So for example, the doshas, they are vata, they are pitta, and they are kapha. And so you may consider them the, the rectangle, the square, Rectangle? Yeah. Long of your hook. Yeah. Excuse me, hiccup. The rectangle, the square, and the circle. Will that work? Yes, I guess so. Because the vata is long and lanky. may not be lo very long, but they're lanky. They look like they can be blown away by the wind. I used to call my niece a waif because that's what she would remind me of. She just looked like she'd get blown away by the wind, but that was her body type. It was not an insult. It was just like really cool to see somebody that looked like that because I'm totally not like that, you know? Okay. And then there's the muscly type, you know, stocky, uh, thick neck, uh, broad shoulders, if you will. Um, oh my word, what else? Uh, muscular, they can uh, maintain a muscle, they can maintain muscle easily. Oh, by the way, the vata, they lose weight, rather, they, it's hard for them to maintain weight. They're anabolic, right? Okay, so it's hard for them to maintain weight, and they don't uh, hold on to it easily. They're constantly having to make sure that they're in balance, so that way they can get the proper nutrients in and keep their weight on. The pitta, not so. They can swing either way or the other, left or right. They can go, you know, they're muscular. It's not hard for them to maintain weight, pretty much. Uh, and they're, like I said, they're muscular. <laughs> uh, if you want to know, really, if you really want to know about this stuff, I would suggest not just Googling it, but going to Stephen, but going back to StephenCabral.com, for slash pod, uh, podcasts. Or you can, this you can Google, St Stephen Cabral, um, Ayurvedic body types, Ayurvedic doshas. Um, you can do that. The last one is Kapha. Kapha is more of a softer, uh, more curvy, to be honest. She's curvaceous. It, I, it's funny because it seems like um, I've been, I've heard that people want to have the shape of Vata because, you know, that's model, model, you know, the model, the model shape, whatever. Um, whereas the Kapha actually is very curvaceous. And so um, there's that. Uh, and that is not only uh, with women, but men also. They have a broader chest uh, and all the cool things. They're softer. Their hands are softer. Um, their cheeks are their cheeks are more. You can see them easily. You know, not like they're chunky or fat, 
but they are just curvaceous and their body shows it. It's like that was like Jessica Rabbit, would you say? Yeah, almost like Jessica Rabbit because she was super curvaceous, even though she was not real. And she left me thinking that that's the way I needed to look, even though she was a cartoon and a rabbit. But hey, who cares, right? Right. But anyway, I've been looking into the doshas and I've been like really studying the doshas, not studying hardcore, like, hey, I can tell you what's what. But I've been looking at people, you know, surreptitiously, uh, looking at <laughs> all the things and just figuring it out. Not just for me. You may be wondering, well, why are you doing this? It's not just for me, even though it is for me as well. It is for the people in my household so I can know how to better feed them, for example. Because each dosha has certain ways to eat, certain bedtimes, but ways to work out, believe it or not. That's where bio-individuality <laughs> bio comes from. And I'm, like, super excited about that because I can't wait. And did I mention that the doshas have 10 separate... There are 10... Uh, offsets of these. So you're not just vata, pitta, or kapha. You're intermingled. You're, there's a mixture of what you are. It's just you have a predominant body type. So, so <laughs> I was going to say so alt. Um, such as, you know, um, say you're more curvaceous in some, but you have a stronger, you have stronger thighs and calves, for example, muscular, you know, or, uh, wider hips, I'm still speaking on the kapha, or perhaps you are long and lanky, but you've got wide lips, of uh, wide lips, whoo, wide hips. So just going to say, you know, there's a mixture of everything. And on that, uh, if you go to stephencoverall.com forward slash podcast and you tap into the Ayurveda, you can also see where he shows the body types. And then he also shows celebrity pictures of the body types. So that way you can see which one, or at least get an idea of what they look like, the vata, the pitta and the kapha. So cool. That's the update. I've been studying doshas. Cool, right? I know. All right. All right. Motivation and encouragement. I want to encourage you all to love on yourself. And once again, I do want to encourage you to um, love on your neighbors. It is exciting to see this is completely opposite, or not opposite, but off topic of what I was encouraging you to do. But it's exciting to see that it is now January 12th, and we are all getting it together. Um, there is a little bit of change in the wind. I know that it, and it's not, no, it's not somebody passing gas on my word. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a bit of change in the wind. Uh, things are kind of settling down somewhat, somewhat, but not quite. You know, there are other places where the the countries are still in an uproar and that's really unfortunate um over you know covid i know it's the first time i've ever said it out loud on this podcast i was afraid that we could shut down but i mean i guess we can say it now so there it is we can say the word um but there are a lot of countries that are still being uh pretty much bullied by the virus and uh yeah, so in the country where there are people, there are people with hearts. So I just want to encourage you all and motivate you to love on them. I'm not saying touch them. This is <laughs> public service announcement. Danielle's not telling you to touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Yes, do it. Um, I'm just saying to love on them, whatever that looks like for them. If it's a bowl of soup. 
if it's, you know, a nice warm scarf that you knitted, if it's hand sanitizer, I don't know, whatever you're feeling is loving, whatever you're feeling is kind, whatever you're feeling it has a good report, you know, whatever you're feeling is just, why don't you think on those things and do it for your neighbor, that's why. So that's my motivation and encouragement. I want to motivate and encourage you to not only love on yourself, which is sometimes not very easy to do. I was going to say easy, but it's not. It's not easy to do, at least not consciously. Of course, we'll eat. We'll we'll give ourselves food and we'll give ourselves water and we'll give ourselves coffee and Starbucks chai tea. Starbucks chai tea and all the things. Forgive me. I just yawned. I know how rude. Um, but it is also loving one another, loving the neighbor, loving the person who looks just a little bit more scruffy than you are used to, maybe, I don't know, do what the Lord leads you to do, do that. I was going to say follow your heart, but the heart is deceitfully wicked and who can know it, so... That's what the Bible says. Um, so, <laughs> so I just want to encourage you once again to love on each other. All right, guys. I really hope you checked out and listened to and jumped on that deal for the Ayubawan. I cannot say it right, but I say it to the point where you can understand it and find it and subscribe. Get into that subscription plan of joining the Equal Life membership, and you will receive functional lab testing from, well, delivered to your home for free. You return it back for free, and that is including internationals. That is those of you who are not in the U.S. Oh, my word. Okay, that's exciting. Okay. portion of the Type 2 Take 2 podcast is brought to you by my company, Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness, where I'm helping men and women get off of their pharmaceutical merry-go-round by getting to the root cause of their symptoms through mind, heart, and body practices. If that's something that you're interested in and you need a little bit more information, feel free to click down below on the link where it says Envision Health Get Started. And then we can have a free discovery call and you can see how I can be of assistance to you. There are plenty of of programs available, but one that I concentrate in is helping type two diabetics reverse their diabetes diagnosis. I can't cure, I can't treat, and I cannot medicate, but I can help you help your body get back to a natural state of balance and health. If that's something that you're interested in, once again, click on the link down below that says get started or free discovery call through Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness. All right, all right, all right. To the meat, to the meat. We are talking health. Let's talk about health. Let's talk about a little story about my health journey as I decided to uh, kick my fat down the drain and get into some action. But it wasn't about the fat. It was about the 
losing the title of diabetic, type 2 diabetic. I think you've heard a little bit about my story, or I've sprinkled it throughout the show, um, which is okay. But just to tell you, like, another, what should I say, a different angle from it. As I was working on becoming healthy as a human being uh, in 2019, September 2019, um, I started the keto, uh, started the keto diet. I followed it to the T as to, or to the best of my knowledge. Um, and I learned and learned and learned more and more and every day. But I stopped having to use my medications after yeah, two to three weeks. I did not have to shoot insulin anymore. I didn't have to take metformin anymore. I didn't have to take the additional uh, blood sugar regulating medication. And I didn't have to take the medication anymore that was supposed to protect my kidney <laughs> from all the drugs that I was taking. And my goal was to no longer be considered diabetic. So what we did, what I did, we made an agreement, my, my diabetes uh, nurse and I, that I would go on, I would continue on, and then to give it a certain amount of time. And then if I had completed it, then my, uh, that time frame rather, then I could possibly, she did, she wasn't too gracious about saying that I can take that title off I'm pretty sure because of legality, she didn't want to be held responsible or anything. I totally get it. But, um, I mean, because what if I, like, went, off, went on a binge or something, I guess. But I didn't. I actually uh, enjoyed losing the weight. Uh, or rather, let me take that back. I enjoyed losing the diagnosis. I enjoyed losing the, the tingling fingers and the, the aching knees and the anxiousness while I was riding my bike. I enjoyed no longer having to have my family members, my two family members pull me up off of the couch so that way I can walk. Even though if you looked at me, you would not dare say that I was extremely overweight. I was not considered obese because I carried it well. <laughs> That's what you always, some people hear that all the time and I was one of them. Oh, well you carry it well, you know, things that my fat dispersed from my head down to my toes, you know, so it was equally, equally well carried. But then I got a little, what's the word? I got a little more self-conscious, right? Because I lost the weight really fast and I became blubbery, such as very loose skin. The loose skin, I could pick it up and play with it. You know, I don't know if you ever saw that movie with Adam Sandler. I think it was called Remote, Remote Control or something. I, I, I think... He, he had kids, but he always they always put him with kids. Why do they put that man with kids? With his foul mouth. They're going to put him with kids just to dumb down the his language or whatever. But anyway, um, there, was a, there was a moment when his weight was completely out of control and his gut, his, his stomach was doubled over with excess fat. And it wasn't even like he was fat. It was like excess skin. So he would play with it and make it talk and things. It was funny. I found that funny. And I did the same. But it wasn't so funny after a while because I saw all that loose skin because I lost weight very quickly. My, my intention wasn't to lose weight. My intention was to no longer be diabetic. But the weight loss came with it. So, I mean, I wasn't going to cry over my spilled milk. I was just going to go off and get some almond milk. And in any case, the um, I, I had all that excess skin. 
I mean, it wasn't super, it wasn't super bad, but it was bad enough for me, and that's enough. When it's bad enough for you, when it bothers you, the things that are happening to you or reflecting on you, then that's what matters. Okay, so, so, I started to look more and more in the mirror. Of, of course, at first it was just like a shocker. I looked at the mirror because I was shocked. It's like, dude, no way. This is, cannot be possible. How is this possible? No way, man. You know, all the Cal- my California accent came out like hardcore and everything. I was like, <laughs> like, dude, no way. Radical, man. But like for reals, um, seriously, I would look in the, I would look in the mirror as I passed by. I would look in the mirror as I passed by again. I would look at my reflection. And then I would look at my reflection again. And sometimes I would be uh, bloated for one reason or the other. Or, you know, it was my time of the month and I was bloated. Um, which you can say what you want about that. Because I didn't follow any rules. <laughs> I just allowed myself to have my, yeah, my period. And then if I was bloated, I was bloated. Now I'm more interested in what you can do to not be bloated. Because I don't see that that has to be you know. But that's a completely different, <laughs> that's a completely different podcast. We'll do that later, okay? Along with, uh, the, uh, is being healthy a rich man's game, you know, a rich man's sport. You know, I mentioned that before with Jimmy Moore. If you haven't, uh, if you don't know about that one, check out that episode with me, uh, being his guest on the, on the Living La Vida Low Carb show. And I asked if, and I asked, and I mean, it is, being healthy, rich man, sport. Now I've got my own conclusions, especially now that I can help people do something about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what you can do, you know how you can help people. And like, you realize then it does not have to be a rich man's sport. It can be a very poor man's sport. If you allow it, it can even not even be a sport. It can actually be like, you know, reality and they're surviving. We're all surviving, but then we don't have to just survive. You know, survival methods usually utilize medications and pills and blah, 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 blah. But thriving methods usually utilize things around you that are made for you, like nature grown and given by the creator of all things, the healer of our being, you know, that very one, him. So going on, getting off of my tangent... I would constantly look in the mirror. What was once for the sake of getting the diabetes off of my back and my butt and my legs and my stomach, it was also, it well, it turned into um, vanity. It's okay to be vain to an extent. You want to care about how you look. I mean, if you asked anybody, they would tell you, I don't care. (laughs) You know, but I have just come to a friendlier realization that I don't have to please anybody but myself when it comes to my looks. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm married, yes. And I still don't have to please anyone but myself when it comes to my looks. And so I don't anymore. However, I used to. And I would always look in the mirror and I would always have my makeup on. And I would always be 
uh, with my weave or wig or braids or, you know, per, uh, relaxer, whatever it was to make me look even more than I already was. But I went back to vanity as I was, my main goal was to drive the diabetes out of my system. No, I didn't know how. <laughs> I didn't know how. I didn't know what to do. All I knew is that I was told that if I got to 80 kilos, that I would no longer be diabetic. So what I do, you can best believe it. I was trying to drop all that weight. Come on, man. So you mean to tell me that weight, the correlation, weight and diabetes have a connection? That's that's what the, that's what they were telling me. So if I lost my weight, then I'd no longer be diabetic. So guess what I was doing? I lowered my calories, of course. You know, I'm not just, I, I don't believe in the calorie hypothesis, but I also knew that I ate a lot. <laughs> so I did what I did, what I used to do when I was on crash diets or diets that I learned about. I would aim it towards my, my goal weight, the calorie amount, my lean body mass, what I wanted. And then I would go from there. So I knew I wanted to be um, 180 pounds. So I went and brought my calories down to 1,800 calories. Don't ask me about the math. Sorry, don't ask me about the math on that. That's just what I learned in a book one day. And then, um, you know, because I used to be in all the kinds of gyms, Planet Fitness, 24-Hour Fitness, Curves uh there are a few others but i can't remember them in any case in one of them i learned that you want to be the weight you want to eat the amount of calories in your in weight in your weight so if you want is what the weight that you want to be so you want to be 180 pounds then you eat 1800 calories that's what i was told and then you work out like a dog while not a sleeping dog, because that doesn't make sense. But a dog that works out. <laughs> the kind of dog you see on the street that you know he's been scrapping. That's the dog that you want to be like, work it out. But in any case, I didn't do that. I just ate the very low carb. Um, and I was also on a bike. Don't get me wrong. I used to I ride my bike to work. But you have to understand, I didn't lose weight riding my bike to work when I was not eating a low-carb diet. Something had to change. I had to change something. I had to change something to get a different, um, to get a different reaction, to get a different answer. So I did. And my diabetes, my symptoms of diabetes were gone. And furthermore, my weight was dripping off. And it continued to drip off and drip off and drip off. And in some instances, I was told that I am too skinny at that point. I found that interesting, actually. I have a picture of me licking <laughs> a heavy whipping cream, or was it whipped cream? A whipped cream container that had the lid, the the the, the aluminum foil, uh, and the whipped cream, uh, the whipped cream on it. Or whipped cream was on the aluminum foil lid. See, I knew I'd get there. And I, I have a video of me looking at it. And if I look there, I, I look very, very thin. Yes, I do. But that doesn't matter. And it didn't matter. What mattered was I was no longer keeping my eye on the prize of seeking health. And I got caught up 
I got caught up like hardcore in pursuing what was pursuing health, turning into unhealthy skill worshiping. Are you there? Are you there? It is January 12th. Do you know where your goals are? Right? Do you know what lies ahead? Do you know what you are actually looking for? Do you know what you are currently doing? Are you sabotaging yourself? Sabotage. Are you going harder than you need to go? Maybe you don't need to go so hard. Maybe you need to go harder. It depends on your body type, right? Your dosha. But what about your losing sight of your goal, your health goal, and pursuing the annoying, frustrating worship of the scale? Am I telling you not to weigh yourself? Uh, no. Perhaps you need to do that once in a while just to keep on track, right? But when you're getting on the scale every day and sometimes twice a day, you know I'm talking to you. You know I'm talking to you. I can see you in my mind's eye. Okay? You look like me. (laughs) But what I'm saying is this. If you're constantly jumping on the scale, even though the day has changed only a smidget, the sun has slightly altered in the sky, you have not even perspired to with getting it standing up to get a glass of water to drink, but you're on the scale and then you get off and then you eat something and then you're back on the scale. And then, I mean, this could be indicative of a food disorder, but an eating disorder. But what if you are just worshiping your scale? Now, I could easily say, there ain't no way I'm worshiping my scale. I ain't sitting there bowing down and delivering delicious, tasty things for it to snag on. But are you, where are your priorities right now? Are you prioritizing life or are you still constant on the scale? I'm not saying not to focus on your goals, man. If you have goals, you do those goals. Don't break down just because, but maybe you do not need to be jumping on the scale. Maybe only once a week, maybe only twice a week. We're taught in the, in the, in the integrative health practitioner that practitioners institute, excuse me, that if you are going, if you have a weight loss client or weight gain client for that matter, allow them to days monday morning and friday morning monday morning okay yeah i kind of get it but friday what okay so let's look at it backwards you get on the scale on friday you go through your weekend you get back on the scale on monday yes Uh uh-huh meaning you are determining what you have done or what how you've sabotaged yourself over the weekend or not, or have made great gains, you know what I'm saying? But what about the worshiping of the scale? It's really easy to turn something healthy, a health goal into something very unhealthy and very um, destructive. So I just wanna ask you all that as you are aiming towards your goals of following through, that you don't let that you don't let vanity, uh, loss of self-control, or even 
Yeah, don't let the scale determine who you are. I'm sure you hear that all the time, but I'm telling you too. Reach for the high prize, which is your health. And there's nothing better than health. Yeah, if you need to lose weight, lose the weight. 20, 30, 40 pounds, 50. Wendumia, doesn't matter. But you have to keep your health first. And furthermore, just before I let you go, when you get on the scale and you realize that you gained a pound or two over the over the day, so you decide not to eat for the rest of the day, that's not okay. Just to let you know. I see you too. I see you too. And it's not okay. It's not. Because your weight will fluctuate between two and five pounds every day. Every day. Okay? So I really hope that this has helped you. It's helped me to get it off my chest, telling you a little bit of my story. And maybe you can relate. If you can relate or not, I would love for you to comment down below on the YouTube channel, The Lucky Stove Show. Or you can also email me which I'm still waiting for y'all to email me concerning certain things. I've also put a poll out since last week uh, to determine what you all think we should do to celebrate our one-year anniversary. That will be coming up in March. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to hearing back from you all. Please love yourself. Focus on your health, not on the scale. And until next time, thanks again for listening to the Type 2 Take 2 show. And I cannot wait to hear back from you. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us here at Type 2 Take 2 Diabetes and Health Podcast. We do want to remind you that we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. So if you have a question that is medically grounded, please contact your provider so that way they can give you the best information that they have. However, if you have any questions concerning your health or how to get to the root cause of your problem, feel free to message us and we'll be glad to assist you on your journey to a brighter and happier, healthy life. Once again, we are not doctors. We cannot treat, we cannot diagnose, and we certainly cannot cure but we can surely help you get to where you want to be healthfully. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day.